If you're looking for better ways to get in the right mindset for fitness, then check out what Dr. Shannon Crawford has to say. She's a clinical psychologist and has perfected for the last 15 years on how to get you unstuck in your life, not to mention your weight loss goals. If you're looking for a bit of help in this department, check out the episode. This is part one of three with my interview with Dr. Crawford. My name is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks Podcast. I've been a personal trainer and gym owner for over 12 years. My goal is to help the over 40 crowd fight the aging process as best we can and still have a social life to go along with it. Check out all my episodes for the latest fitness hacks. How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. Uh, with me, I have Dr. Shannon Crawford. How's it going, Dr. Shannon? Wonderful. So uh, Dr. Crawford uh, is with us today. She's a licensed clinical psychologist, conference speaker, adjunct professor, podcast host of Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford, an innovator expert in restoring self-cohesion. She is the CEO of Crawford Clinics. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much. It's such a joy getting to know you and your audience and community. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, so uh, just like uh, every new, uh, I call it a season when I get a new host on or a, a new guest on, but uh, you know, we always like to get to know the person first, how you got into your field, what you're passionate about, and then we'll get to all the good stuff about you know the over 40 crowd and all the fitness yes. stuff that we do on our show. So I'll let you uh, take it away. All right. Well, I actually judged psychology. I thought it was the stupidest profession and made an inner vow that I would never be a psychologist. Um, I was an acting major in LA. I got jobs. It was super fun. And uh, I had this odd opportunity to recognize how much my life at that point, just for me, not all actors by any means, but for me, I felt like a lot of my life was built around me. And then I went to my first counseling session and I had like an arm length of issues. <laughs> and the lady said, tell me about your childhood. And I said, I don't remember. In all honesty, I didn't remember. And she said, hmm, why don't you come back when you're not being resistant? Ooh. And so I was like, in my heart, I was like, this is literally the stupidest profession, literally would never do this. And I was a communications major. I was like, even just a salesman would know better than to treat people like that. So I think she was an outlier for sure. Um, but I still had a lot of issues. So I went to someone else and I told her, you know, I have eating disorder, I have self-harm, I have depression, I have all these issues. And she opened the diagnostic statistical manual. It's big, like the Bible size book of mental health disorders. And she's yeah. like, oh, well, let me read all the things you could have. And I was like, <gasps> and I left <laughs> petrified crying. I called my mom and I was like, I'm literally crazy. I now have like a book that tells me for real that my worst fear that I'm crazy and broken and something is wrong with me is actually oh. now verified by this quote unquote. Now I know super unprofessional person, but at the time I didn't know any better. So I went to the third lady and told her I had an eating disorder. And again, first intake, first appointment. And she said, well, I'm fat. Are you judging me? And I was like, I don't even know, understand anything about eating disorders, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't have to do with anybody else. I think it has more to do with me. Internal, so yeah. I walked away so disillusioned, still thinking this was a dumb profession. And then I went to someone else and she said, well, maybe we could pray and ask if there's a reason that you don't have memories from childhood. 
And in that session, we closed our eyes, nobody introduced memories, nothing weird. Uh, but as I opened up my inner world and was curious, did something happen? You know, what's the impact? Why is this, um, why are there blank spots in my memory? Then all of a sudden trauma memories started to surface. And it was just this elegant, beautiful journey, um, messy and wonderful of uh, being able to unpack, oh, there's literal roots to these behaviors that I've been trying to whack-a-mole my whole life, uh, led in seasons of feeling depressed and worthless because I know better and yet I can't do better. And we live in a culture where it's like, if you know what to do, then you should just apply it somehow magically. But when there's a root of trauma or a personality structure or a template in our relationship dynamic, those are much deeper. And I felt like a treasure hunt inside of my heart, like something leapt. And I was like, okay, I need to take the next step in my journey. So against my better previous judgment, I <laughs> switched from communications, acting major, and I switched over uh, to psychology. And then I had really good mentors and they were like, you know, you can't do a lot with an undergrad in psychology. Why not get your doctorate? So I said, all right, well, I'm going to apply to the school that applies uh, spirituality and faith integration in that journey, because that was personally what helped me. I went to a lot of different people and just having only conscious awareness in that journey and not a depth psychology or an integration model, um, it didn't have enough legs and substantial th uh, theoretical model to help. And so I went to um, a beautiful integrative program. So I got my doctorate in five years, uh, ended my internship at the University of Hawaii, and then moved to Dallas for my residency. And then in 2012, started my practice and and then in 2016, started as an adjunct professor. I've been an adjunct professor ever since and just loving it. I love now equipping mental health providers to be excellent and good rapport building and not scaring and traumatizing people in their first session. So yeah. that's a little of my story. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, a lot of uh, in my show, we talk about just like the mind-body connection. It's not mm -hmm. just working out and, you know, mus muscul muscles mm -hmm. and cardio. It's you know, being mindful, you know, the brain, mind, body, brain connection and how important that is, especially as we age for all the stuff yeah. you're talking about to, mm -hmm. you know, take care of these issues. Don't just keep letting them go. Yes. But, you know, you mentioned about, you know, how far back you can uh, see in the past, like, God, mm -hmm. how far are you supposed to be allowed to see? Because for me, I can't, I can't remember what I did last weekend. Oh, yes. Versus, you know, going past college, like high school's a blur <laughs> and even past that is non-existent for me. But is that something yeah. you can take people through? And um, so you have different types of memory storage. So yeah. episodic, you know, like a, a TV episode where you can remember events mm -hmm. is very different than like procedural memory or something that's like you have a cognitive map for brushing your teeth or driving home, or there's just different places that the memory stores. Um, so just remembering what you did yesterday, there's not enough dopamine. There's not enough chemical reactions for it to create a flashbulb memory. And when there's a trauma, something exciting or negative, there's mm -hmm. enough neurochemical electric activity in that region. So it calls it a, it's called a flashbulb memory, good or bad. And those are those moments that like waking up Christmas morning and having a 
magical childhood Christmas or having a really mean bully that made you feel small and inferior. Those are the things that will stand out in a different way than just like kind of going through our day on autopilot. So yeah, I like to take people back and process. It's not hypnosis. It's not new age, nothing like that. Um, just leveraging our natural ability to use imagination and then restoring self-cohesion is the process of now helping each part of self because we have many sides to our personality, not multiple personality, just the facets mm -hmm. of the one personality that now we can start recognizing, oh, this part of me has been playing this role or holding this memory in a self state. And so when people talk about being triggered, so especially for your audience, as they're, you know, figuring out why do I have these triggers? Why do I go back and eat too much or uh, fall off the wagon of my diet exercise? And then I have a hard time getting back up. That's because we have different self states mm -hmm. and a self state means it's automaticity. It's pre-wired to that part of the soul and that part of the personality that's held, let's say learned helplessness. And so that's a lot of struggle for people who struggle with eating disorders or depression and hedonia, which is a loss of pleasure. And then really just struggling with maintaining goals, dieting, career, exercise, all of those fall under that same self state of the me that just felt like, why bother? Like it's yeah. not going to make a difference. So why try? And so that becomes a, a self state while another part at, you know, the beginning of January, we're all hype, a different self state, a different part of my soul is leading. And so starting to recognize the tango of who is leading on the inside. Now we can do internal board meetings to start recognizing where there's incongruence between parts of self. Wow. That's a mouthful. <laughs> you could dive deep into that one. Yes. Um, what, what are the types of clients that you typically work with? It could be any, any yeah. addictions or emotional or physical. Yeah. What's so my goal is to work with high achievers, leaders, uh, people that are going to have some sphere of influence, whether now or in the future, uh, that have a call on their life that they know they're here to do something important and then helping them proactively have a healthy soul. So a lot of my clients are CEOs, they're artistic entrepreneurs, uh, creatives, or they're leading in a nonprofit sector. So it's somebody who has a sphere of influence they're passionate about. And sometimes that's a parent, you know, who yeah. stays home with their child. It could be anything where they feel like they're living for more than just themselves and don't know how to reconcile some of the internal struggles that cause self-sabotage and self-limiting behaviors and thoughts and where we get glitchy. So that's mine. And then our team at Crawford Clinic um, anxiety, depression, eating disorders, all the things, okay. um, grief, adjustment, trauma, all of it. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, Dr. Crawford, uh, just like to thank you for being on my show and, uh, for anyone that's listening, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, it depends. So if it's therapy, then it's mm -hmm. crawfordclinics.com. If it's for me as a speaker, podcaster, writer, e-course, all of those things, Dr. Shannon spelled differently, S-H-A-N-N-A-N, Crawford, C-R-A-W-F-O-R-D.com. Dr. Shannon Crawford.com has all of those resources. And then Crawford clinics is our team. So there's lots of therapists, not just me. Um, and there's different pricing and scales and all the things to find who the best therapist for someone's needs. Awesome. Uh, and, uh, just like always, my audience knows that I'll put all that stuff in the podcast description. So if they're driving their car or something, they don't have to be writing this down right now. <laughs> yes, um, please all don't. they have to do is click on the <laughs> link and, uh, get, get some help. If you Love need. it. So, uh, thanks once again, Dr. Crawford. Uh, it's a pleasure meeting you and hopefully we'll get you on the show again someday.
I love it. This has been so fun. And thank you. I appreciate it.